0: You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center.
1: Good morning, afternoon, evening, and whatever time of day it is that you're listening, welcome to Morning Breath. This is Chris Johnson. I'm pinch hitting for your beloved host, Pastor Dan Stahlbaum, today, and I am excited to be here because I've got some friends in the studio with me today. They're going to help me do this program. I want to say good morning to you, Christian Hurston. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm doing great. Excited to be here. December 8th, man, the year's just, it's going slow, but it's going fast. You know what I mean? You know, It's like a mixed thing.
1: We've been through a lot. We've, <laughs> yeah. but also we've been through so much. It's just kind of like, wow, here it is. Yeah, I put
2: up Christmas stuff last week, and I was like, didn't I just put this away? Yeah, it always feels that way. It's wild. Yeah, I should just leave it up all year.
1: What is it? Uh, 18 days till Christmas. Yeah, come on, it's crazy. I'm so excited. Hey, thanks, Pastor Christian, for being here. And we also have Nick Clementson, our engineer. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Is that Mike live?
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. All
1: right. I'm doing well. Good stuff, man. Thank you for your help today. Hey, we want to let you know a little bit about some things that are happening at East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath is really a ministry of East Coast Christian Center, and we're called to build a life-giving church that lasts here in uh, Central Florida, and so there's some cool things that you can do. One is you can check out our services. Uh, we are both uh, online as well as meeting physically, and I'm yeah. super grateful that we get to do that. We have four locations. If you go to eccc.us, you can read more about that. If you're not connected to a life-giving church, and, or maybe, maybe just since March, maybe you've just been uh, kind of hunker down. And I understand all that. Maybe you're feeling a call to come back and gather and, you know, we keep things really safe and and clean and sanitized. If you'd like to come to church, man, we'd love to have you. Um, we also do a weekend message recording Wednesdays at 10 a.m. This is so cool. Yeah. And we just literally, we're just doing one. What's yeah. it Tuesday? Just last week. We got another one coming up tomorrow. Yeah. So if you're interested at 10 a.m. here at the Parkway location, you could come and there's Very, very spaced out. So maybe that'd be a place where you you could could have 50
2: feet between you and the next person. Absolutely, it's incredible. Really, space out and get to hear the message that's used for the weekend. And maybe it's a way you could kind of dip your toe in the water and get back into church. And there's an anointing in that room. You know, even when there's just ten of us, like it's powerful. We we have a testimony where Nick. Let a person in the building recently who just was kind of like, hey, what's going on? We see some cars in the parking lot, knocked on the door, came in, and they end up giving their heart to the Lord in our <laughs> recording session, that's so which cool. is like, come on, Jesus, won't you do it?
1: That's good. Plus, you get to hear the sermon the first time, like yeah. the bread is extra fresh. I you like know? that too. It's like we're in the kitchen, the bread comes out of the oven, it just came out. Yeah. That's, that's when you get to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So we also want to let you know too, that Morning Breath is also available now on Spotify and Google Podcasts and more. So if you like podcasts, just type in Morning Breath and you'll find it and it's yeah. a great way for you to listen so
2: easy it would just go to your phone right there yep awesome and if you want to stay connected with the program the easiest way is through the east coast app or on our website if you're searching for the app just type in east coast app on google or apple it'll pull right up on our website which is eccc.us e and you go there for information events past sermons, Morning Breath episodes, you can also follow us on social media. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, we have content every single day that you can stay connected and see what God is doing here at East Coast and really around the world. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321-452-1060, and we would love to either email or mail out a Morning Breath devotion guide or anything else that you might ever want about East Coast. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much, Christian. Hey, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into the Word. And so if you are sitting down somewhere, get your Bible out. We're going to go to Matthew 8. If you're driving somewhere or you're doing something, just listen. We're going to read it aloud. How cool that we can read the Holy Scripture of God allowed on the airwaves on podcasts. It's just, thank God for the freedoms we enjoy. Yeah. And so we're going to read this. Uh, I will let you go first, brother. And I'm, That's great. I'm guessing you're a New Living today. Yeah, New right?
2: Living Translation is my favorite. I like to poke around in some other ones, but yep. it's just such a great reader.
1: Well, in honor of Pastor Dan, I'll read New King James today. Nice. And so, if you want to read through 17, there's a perfect break there. Yep,
2: 1 through 17. All right, if you get me started, I'll go ahead and get going here.
1: You got it. I say unto you as you read Matthew 8, read, sir.
2: Verse one, large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you're willing, you can help me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world. From east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those of whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home, because you believed this has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. When Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother in law was sick in the bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases.
1: Verse 18, New King James. And when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. Then a certain scribe came and said to him, "'Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go.' And Jesus said to him, "'Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head.' Then another of his disciples said to him, "'Lord, let me first go and bury my father.' But Jesus said to him, "'Follow me, and let the dead bury their own dead.' Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be, that even the winds and the sea obey him? When he had come to the other side, to the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus, you son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? And now a good way off from them, there was a herd of many swine feeding. So the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said to them, Go. So when they had come out, they went into the herd of swine, and suddenly the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water. Then those who kept them fled, and they went away into the city and told everything, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to depart from their region.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. Wow. So much Action happening packed. here. It's <laughs> it is so lot. packed. I really, um, there's a hundred <laughs> directions to go here. This is Pastor Dan's favorite chapter in the whole Bible, by the way. Wow. I didn't Random know if I realized that. Yeah, he loves it. He loves Matthew 8, and I can see why. There's so much good stuff. Yeah. Here. Well, Christian, you know, as you were reading, man, uh, what stuck out to you? Oh, there's so
2: much I want to do with the centurion and the faith, and I could go there. But when you read it, it really jumped out to me, and I loved it is that verse 24, New King James says, And suddenly a great tempest arose of the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves, Yeah, but he was asleep. And to give you some context, these were professional fishermen. These guys would go and fish all night. That's when they would catch their fish. They knew rough seas. They lived on the sea, and they were fearful for their lives. But amongst that storm and the craziness of everything going on and they're panicking, Jesus was asleep. one of the translations talks about his head was on the pillow, you yeah. know, and you have this idea of him just sleeping through it and saying, Hey, I got this. And it's so easy for us. Like I can certainly be this way where I, I can run around like a chicken with my head cut off I'm a little better now at 38 than I was at 22, but just getting so overly excited about things that could maybe never happen, you know, and I get worked up and think, well, what about this or what about that versus having a little bit more of a a calm hand that our good friend, Pastor Brian is so good at that is I've seen him in some situations that would make a grown man cry, Mm -hmm. you know, some, some really tricky situations in ministry or organizing a summer camp or things that could go sideways. And he's just got this steady hand and I'm like, I want to be a little bit more like Pastor Brian. And I can see Jesus here just keeping his peace. You know, the Bible says the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, which guards our mind and heart through Christ Jesus. Yeah. And when I think about that verse, I think about that as a command to myself, you know, it's not just something that it it hits me upside the head. It's like, no, I'm going to receive that peace and I'm going to take it to really let it guard my heart and mind. Because right now there's not peace there, but here, these guys were facing this storm where they felt like they could perish. Yeah. Yet Jesus was at peace. And then what did he do? He stood up and he rebuked the storm. He had power in his words. The same way that that centurion did is he spoke to it. He's like, peace, be still, like almost like slaps it with a backhand. He's like, come on, get out of here. Like, I like that kind yes. of faith to be like, you don't have no business here. We got, mm. we got places to go. I need to go to this maniac regadera. I got, I got a guy I need to go meet on this other side who's bound up in chains and torment. And I need to go do some ministry, get out of my way, storm. And yeah. it just, it's such a good chapter. We could live here and it's hard to pick us apart, yeah. but you know, I've, I've been afraid in a boat a couple of times. I actually, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I turned my boat over earlier this year and some waves were bigger than they should have been. And I was just not as smart as I should have been. And luckily I, I only lost about a five hundred dollars in gear. The boat didn't sink. You know, it was built well to where I was able to get it to the shore. But I have a lot more respect now yeah. for waves that were wow. bigger than they should have been. And you know, I I can understand a little better now. And it's like, come on, Jesus, give yeah. me some peace.
1: Yeah. Well, wow, I love that you shared that. There's so much there, Christian. You you quoted Philippians four seven, which right before that promise in first seven of Philippians four of the peace of God yeah. guarding your hearts. Is, a, is an instruction. Yeah. Um, their promises of God are tied to things that we do and faith do we get that a... we act on. And verse six says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. That's huge. We just passed Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's it's gotta be thanks living for us as Christians. Yeah. Let your request be made known to God. There's something powerful that happens when you're like God. I am going to pray. I'm gonna be thankful, I'm gonna let you know what I need, and I'm going to trust that you're going to make it happen. Jesus trusted they were going to get to the other side. His, his heart was always to go to these demoniacs yeah. and minister to them. And he said, we're going to the other side. And he believed in the authority of yeah. his words. And that's why he could sleep through the storm. And I, yeah. I heard a, a famous preacher say this one time, is that you only have authority over the storm you can sleep through. Yeah. Oh, and I good. love that thought. I'm writing that down, bro. Yeah. So if you're in a storm right now, are you acting like Jesus – Or are we acting like fearful disciples? Um, And man, we can really, it's okay. That's not a shame statement, but it's a good heart check. Like a a check your heart, bro. John Chris moment here of, am I freaked out about this financial storm? Am I freaked out about this, you know, furlough and this layoff and this pandemic and this relational thing that's going on? Am I freaked out about these assignments at work that I got to get done? Am I freaked out about my vacation that I got to take? I mean, We could literally have an opportunity to worry about a hundred different things right now. Or we can say, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to let my request be made known to God. And um, I'm going to just pray. And then I'm going to trust that his peace will guard and protect my heart and mind. And I'm going to sleep. I'm just going to lay my head down. And, man, maybe somebody out there is listening and you're dealing with insomnia and you're dealing with uh, interrupted sleep because of just your mind being so active and not putting things to rest. Well, in Jesus' name. Today is your day to receive the word that says that you can peace be still. You can literally rest in the peace of God that surpasses understanding. Yeah, I don't understand how he's going to do it, and I don't have to. I yeah. just trust that he will.
2: That's so good.
1: And so that's a really in- important encouragement for us as we go through the storms of life, and we are collectively, globally, in a massive storm yeah. right now. Yeah.
2: This Not is through it, yeah, we're getting to the other side, that's but right. in that process, Jesus is with us. Yes. He never left him in the boat. He was right there. There's a verse that I meditate on whenever the enemy tries to attack my sleep, and it says, you will lay your head down and your sleep will be sweet. And I, I've meditated on that verse just over and over again. And honestly, it doesn't take long just to really just confess yep. that and receive it. And I'm not going to say it out loud because I don't wake my wife up and then irritate her and then the whole cycle <laughs> starts over, but just saying it in my heart, in my mind. And so yeah. when you said that there's power, I just want to reiterate that is that if you struggled with sleep, know that it's God's plan and promise for you to sleep well, to wake up rested and refreshed and have the joy of the Lord. His mercies are new every morning yes. and that you don't have have to be robbed of that, but God can give you great sleep. So, man, yeah. that was good. When you said it, I could just feel that power.
1: I did too. I felt like the Lord wanted me to say that. And I just will encourage you with one more thing if you're listening and dealing with a sleep issue. Um, the promise of Scripture says, It's vain for you to sit up late and eat the bread of sorrows, for so He gives His beloved sleep. Wow. That's a promise in Scripture. Yeah. Another one says, um, uh, You will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Yeah. And I can't remember the address of either, but yeah. that's in Scripture. Just yeah. Google it and you'll find the address. Um, I would just love to pray together. Uh, We got three guys who just trust Jesus enough in this studio to pray over you. There's a Holy Ghost moment right here because it's there. Let's do it. So if that's you, just receive um, what Jesus has. Jesus, thank you. We look at the scripture and we see you touching every infirmed person and making them whole. And so uh, in the name of Jesus, in your name, we command all sleep disorders to be healed in Jesus' name. We curse insomnia. We curse anxiety. We, uh, we thank you right now for deep sleep as a gift from you. And we just pray for the peace of God now to wrap itself around every heart that is being strangled out by anxiety um, and who's being robbed of sleep. And we just release healing. We believe that we receive this. This is provided by you at the cross, by your stripes. Every person who is struggling with sleep issues is healed. In Jesus' name.
2: Amen. Amen. So good. Amen. Verse 26, this is something that you could hear Jesus and feel like he's a little bit harsh to, and he's yeah. not, he's a kind, he's a kind father, but it says, but he said to them, why are you fearful? Oh, ye of little faith or, oh yeah. Oh, you little faith. And I love the story. It's a different scenario where he says the same thing, but he says to Peter, when Peter walks on the water and then he begins to sink, he's like oh, ye of little faith. Yep. And you could hear it and feel rebuked. And it's like, ah, if he's walking on water and blew it and Jesus like rebukes them, who am I? Or in this yeah. situation, professional fishermen getting afraid. They're like, well, for good reason. But on that other story where Peter starts to sink, I, I did a little word search on it. And this this is a, a Bible study that marked me for my life. Is it's actually the Greek word. I'm just going to sound funny, but pistos, And it's not saying that he didn't have a great quantity of faith, it was the longevity of his faith. Mm. And this is a reminder, every time I read Matthew 8, and there's other ones, where it's gonna really mark me to say, this centurion had faith to believe that what he said was going to happen. And how many times have we gotten excited about faith and spoke those things that we knew, like you were looking for a house for years and you guys were believing in faith. Then we're in a house search right now. And it could be easy to where my faith and my confession can get a little bit weak. And instead of just speaking to that house and believing that it's going to come, I'm like, well, you know, the market or this. And I start looking at circumstances and situations. So, Take this rebuke from Jesus and receive it for what it is. He's not saying, hey, you don't have any faith. He's like, get the longevity, help it to have some endurance, help it to have some grit to where it can stay and last through tough situations and know that the power is there, is that you don't have to give up when things get hard. It's when you hold on, you have tenacity, that's when you're going to really see the fruit.
1: Such an important encouragement christian um, my father in-law Pastor Ray, who spent many, many years preaching on this program and here at east Coast, and he he would say this all the time. he would say, "You only have as much faith as you have patience mm. I love so that good. because it's, like you said, the longevity of I'm your I'm writing faith. it down again.
2: Come on yeah, with all these
1: quotes yeah, over here. Yeah, he's a one-line wonder, man. He's like He's got so many great nuggets of that. And and for me, it reminds me of what Scripture says. It says, we must um, imitate those who, through faith and patience, yeah. inherited the promise of God. And so, you know, don't wear out. Don't grow weary in doing well. When when you look at that verse in Galatians 6 9, don't grow weary in doing well. For in due season, you will reap a harvest if you don't faint. Yeah. see. What is The best thing you can do is trust God. The most important thing, the the disciples asked Jesus, what must we do to do the works of God? He said, trust in him whom he sent. The most important thing you can do is keep on trusting. And man, when we do that, when we add patience to our faith and we have endurance, um, man, we'll outlast the enemy. And if you don't quit, you win. And so, man, if you feel tired and you're like, you know what, I don't think I want to keep trusting God. I think I want to take this into my own hands. I want to go ahead and find Hagar and make this child happen like Abraham did. No, trust him. What he said, it will come to pass. This centurion, he believed it. He said, You don't have to come. I trust that your words are weighty enough that the authority that you carry in your words is enough for me. I don't even need to see it to believe it. Just say it. Yeah. Wow, what a faith. I'm challenged by that. I received the rebuke. There's things that I've grown weary on believing. And I remember times when I dropped them and I said, okay, I'm not going to trust God for that anymore. And I'm I'm sorry to say that,
2: but we let it die in our heart, you know? Yeah.
1: But he helped me pick them back up.
2: Resurrect it. Yep. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we got to renew it and get fired up. This is kind of a weird shift is that when, when you were reading this it said he came to the other this is verse 28 yeah when he came to the other side to the country of the Gergesene, there he met by two demon-possessed men and most of us are familiar with the translation from Luke or from the version in Luke yeah. where he meets the maniac Gadera, who's who's possessed by these demons by these demons and you think of it as one person but if you know anything about Bible history is it's actually complementary and more historically accurate for there to be similar stories but not the same exact one is when you have like a court case and everybody tells the exact same story, you're like, they got together and they planned this out. And it's like, you can find in the gospels where they complement each other. I don't see this and get hung up and go, Oh, they messed their story up. It's like, no, yeah. there could have been a second guy there, but they focused on the one. I just, I think it's neat when you get in and like, I love when the, the Bible jumps off the page like that. Yeah. It's like, I've never really spent much time on that. And I want to mm. dig into it more because I always think of the other translations, or the other, excuse me, the other versions. Yes. But that is a cool thing of just digging in and maybe getting some new revelation. And some of you may know this, but this guy, at least from Luke's version, is that once he was healed, Jesus told him to go back to his hometown. And if you study that out, you'll know that he actually became a great evangelist in that area. Is that that region and area of the world where he was from— Came to you know become followers of Jesus once yeah. he got set free. That's right, the Decapolis. Is, yeah, 10 he, yeah, he. Yeah, he who's set free is free indeed, and yep. this guy was truly set free. And then God did an amazing thing. But I'm going to have fun. I'm actually pretty excited to dig into the that's the cool. two accounts, and that's what's cool about the Bible. How many times have we read this chapter? You know, and we go through so it, many. but it's something new every time.
1: Yep, I love too when you talk about this uh, this story, um, and the other gospels share one. And I again, I. Uh, you know, we look at that and we're like, well, what does that mean if there's two different numbers here? But I think the heart is truly Jesus set a captive free. The other thing that I loved is that, um, it, I think it's in Mark's account. It says that the man fell down and worshiped him. Yeah. And then the demons cried out, you know, what have you to do with us? You know, wow. So David, and I thought about that. And I thought about verse two, it says, suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. And I see... I see this statement. Here's another one-liner, but it's really good. Never let what is wrong with you stop you from worshiping what is right with Jesus. Wow. Here's a leper. I mean, he was, like, breaking the law to even come near him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had a lot wrong with him. Here's a demoniac possessed with a thousand demons. One account says, I'm legion, for we are many. Right? Like, here. here's a demoniac being oppressed, naked in tombs, cutting himself. Yeah. Uh, and yet he finds a way to kneel down and worship Jesus. And and to me, it speaks of the fact that God has given us the ability to choose this day, whom we'll serve, who we'll worship, who we'll bow before. And no matter what we're going through, You're never too far gone either. That's right, and you're never too far gone. And so, man, I've I've had some bad days where it was hard to praise him, it was hard to worship, but I've never had to deal with leprosy. I've had some bad days where it was hard to to give Jesus thanks and kneel and worship, but I've never been sitting in a tomb possessed by a thousand demons. So what's my excuse? And so I'm not going to let what's wrong with me Stop me from worshiping what's right and worthy about God. Yeah. And um, that's just a good encouragement. I know another challenging one for us Oh, today, it's good,
2: though. But that idea of worship, that's really what comes out of that. And I love what you're saying with the book of Mark is saying that he worshiped. And then the demons cried out there is that worship changes everything. That's right. We just had a night of worship last week, and I'm so glad we were able to bring them back. We did them post COVID, where we've got two services and spread out, but there's so much power in what happens when we take our eyes off of ourselves, our situation, our circumstance, and we put our eyes on the one who's worthy, yes. you know, for the one, and we get to worship him, and that's where God will set us free. And does incredible things. Amen. So good, Christian. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll come right back with the conclusion
0: of Morning Breath. You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321 258 9853. Or find them online at ineedafence.com. Kids, that's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Welcome back to Morning Breath.
1: It's been an honor to be here together with you in the Word in Matthew chapter 8. And uh, really grateful, Christian, for everything you shared. And as we kind of close out today, uh, I just want you to, if you get a second, go back and look at this chapter and look how many times Jesus touched people. He is a hands-on God. He is involved, yeah. and there's really a—he's always setting an example for us, right? He's hes basically showing us how to live this life. When he went back to heaven, it was—he said, tag, you're it, and uh, you continue the ministry that I started. And what you see him is he's touching a leper, laying hands on a leper, okay? That's, that's huge, laying on of hands— ministering healing. He's touching Peter's mother-in-law, yeah. touches her hand tu- and heals her fever. He offers to go touch and lay hands on this uh, centurion servant. Now, the centurion is so bold in his faith. He says, I don't even need you to touch, yeah. just speak it. Um, but he is a willing God. And I love that at the beginning of the chapter, this leper said, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Well, uh, in scripture over and over, we learn that God is willing and he's willing for you to be well. And so don't forget that today. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in and have a wonderful day.